Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Be Simply, and this is she, and I want to thank you for joining us this evening. We are going to connect with doubt, <laughs> something that I can attest has existed in my mind's eye from time to time, and I can attest that it doesn't really serve at all. So tonight, we're going to talk about doubt and how we can remove it, no doubt, from our lives. This is a beautiful key to liberate ourselves from self. So tonight as we dive into doubt, we'll look at it, how it affects self, how it affects our external world around us, the relationships we have, and how it affects our society when we carry these questions and suspicions and ideas about ourselves and others. And by really taking some responsibility for when that comes up, when we doubt ourselves or others, that we can actually create smoother waters for the future, for everyone involved. So let's examine a little bit about what happens and what happens when we feed doubt into something. We actually start to sabotage it. So think back to those moments when everything felt just like ease and in flow. You can connect to that. And then as you bring in that memory, just think about how it was. Just easy, flow, no problem. Just felt, ah, right? And then think about a time that that flow was going really well. Maybe it had to do with a relationship or something, but something creeped up inside of you and you started to sabotage it. You doubted it. It couldn't, this is too good to be true. It's not going to last. They're not for real. Oh, I I don't deserve this. All these different things that create these constructs in our mind that impede the situation from flowing naturally. So, what we might clearly remember is those times when we threw in the doubt, whether it was our own fear, our own questions, or maybe our intuition speaking that something wasn't aligned. But whatever it was, that creates a roadblock and this can happen within work, this can happen within relationship, this can happen within self. And the more and more that we do this, we might notice that our life seems a lot more difficult when we add these doubts. And we also might notice that we have a lot more external blaming of others. When we have self-doubt, we tend to get a little consumed with the idea that it's not us. (laughs) So sometimes you might notice you have a lot of doubt about other people around you. And this might be a great time to hold that mirror up and say, why am I doubting all these people? And if if I'm doubting this person, that person, my family members, all these people, maybe I doubt myself. So what I realized as I was preparing for this show is I was realizing that in areas of our society that we may not be happy with, uh, that all of us on some level, including myself, doubt if we're going to be able to fix certain world problems and that that's a perfect opportunity to start shifting our perspective and really start imagining the solutions. 
So before we do that, it's really important to identify where we have doubt. Where in our life do we feel uncertain or not ready to fully embrace what we know to be true? So again, we can't really worry about anyone else outside of us. The only person that we can be responsible for is ourself. I say this a lot to my children. So when we're scared or we have an idea that we can't do something, we impede it, we stop it. So think in your mind's eye, where in your life right now do you question yourself? Where is that area in your life that you really wish it would just go away, it would be easy, you wouldn't have the constant struggle there. Or if everything is smooth, you can still identify, because more than likely something might resurface in the future, where in the past you've had that little bit of hesitation, or you know that there's something deeply rooted within you, but you haven't resolved it yet. So oftentimes after relationships, when the heart's been broken and you're not ready to go back out into that world again, you will have a little bit of that trepidation, fear, or doubt before you go into the next. And it's really important to resolve that before you enter, for example, another relationship because you will just be bringing that energy field in and guess what? You'll be bringing more doubt. So close your eyes for a moment and just connect with your inner self. Connect with that area to just identify where it is and where it typically rises up in your physical body. So if you notice that you typically bring this into relationship with friends or a partner or family members, if you know that, notice that you bring this into business transactions, if you notice that you bring this into how you nourish and take care of your own physical being, mind, body, and spirit, just bring in the awareness. And then as you picture that, as you realize where it is within your life, then see if you can identify, first of all, where you store it in your physical body, where that rises up. Maybe you get it in the stomach. Maybe you get it as a headache. Maybe you get it as a loss of voice. Wherever it is, just notice that within your physical being. And right now I want you to take a deep breath in and breathe into that area of the body. Breathe into the abdomen if it's in your stomach. Breathe into the lungs and the heart if it's right there. Breathe into the throat if it tends to be there. Breathe into the full torso if it just seems to lock up that entire body. And then if it seems to really create a lot of movement or conversations in the head, imagine breathing deeply into them, into your entire cranium and just releasing the oxygen through the mouth, through the nose, and through the crown. And you can use this exercise anytime you see it creep up. Just connect and to that one area and just practice with the oxygen. Practice with the breath. Breathe in and then out, pushing that energy out from your entire being so it doesn't have to stagnate there. 
by moving that energy field, that will assist in moving your fears, your trepidations, your questions, your doubt. From there, let's talk about what do we need to discover within this? What needs to be resolved within self? As I mentioned earlier, we cannot be really responsible for anyone else. If you have children, yes, you're responsible for food, water, and shelter, loving them, guiding them. However, ultimately, they're responsible for themselves. They have their path. They have their journey. Outside of that, you are the only one that can master self. You are the only one that can be responsible for how you show up. So we will ask ourselves, why do I have this? How can I get rid of it? First, you might want to consider where it is, as we've talked about, in the physical body and how it affects our surroundings, our ecosystem. Once you've identified that, then you can start by making peace with not being in control. See, this is the the fun part, is when we bring in fear, when we bring in that doubt, it's because we're afraid that we won't be in control of a situation. And really, no one's in control of anything. People like to think they are, but they're really not. And once we get over that, once we get over the fact that we're not in control, and no matter how hard we try, no matter what we do, that it's not possible. And that in itself creates a freedom. And then we begin to have peace with those areas that we're just not settled with, you know, where we're not super confident. That's another area. Look at your confidence level. Are you confident in all situations? When we're not confident, that's when that doubt creeps in. You know, we we hesitate. I was a lifeguard. That was my first real job growing up as a teenager. And when I was a lifeguard, if you hesitated or had any kind of trepidation or or fear when you were helping another, that's not very a very ideal situation, <laughs> especially for the person you're helping. You have to be right on it. So when we dissolve this, our confidence level rises, and that is so healthy for our inner being. This doesn't mean that we're arrogant. This means that you are certain. And someone can look at you and say, wow, they're certain. And this is how children look to their parents. They want to feel that they can feel supported and loved and secure. So by saying that, it's we can look back to our childhood. Did you always feel secure with your parents? Or did you have fear around them for whatever reason? And if you did, that's an area to look at and make some peace with. So as we make peace with not having control and we surrender to that, then we'll notice that there aren't as many doubts because we realize, you know what, I'm in a self-organizing universe and it is chaotic. However, if I am present with myself and am confident in myself, I know that I will show up and do the best possible thing I can do in every moment, the best possible. And sometimes it may be better than others, but if you hold that confidence, you'll know that you've at least tried to do that. 
So from there, where we lead is as we make peace with letting go of control, we come into respect for self and others. And this is an interesting conversation I had with someone a couple weeks ago. They were asking me who I held up for them. They had a theological belief system that that's something outside of them to keep them in check which I call it the inner code of ethics. When we don't have our inner code of ethics really in tune with ourselves, or it could be theology, we tend to not, A, respect ourselves or others. And when we don't do this, what will happen, just like a little kid, if we're doing something we know we're not supposed to be doing, this will again create that question and will vacillate back and forth. Another great way to look at it is, do you have a problem with making decisions? Can you make decisions easily, effortlessly? And are you so good at it that people rely on you to make the decisions always? So when we come into respect for ourselves and others and we learn how to communicate what our needs are, we won't be wavering. We won't be going back and forth. And imagine if we had a society that was certain, not just some people, but everyone, then we would have a greater chance of self-organizing on our planet. When we look at, I've mentioned this before, the ants in the jungle, they're amazing. They're all moving and doing what they need to do. There's not a lot of hesitation or doubt or conflict. If you look at wildlife, they know what to do the best they can in a moment. It doesn't mean that they won't always escape or they might get themselves into danger. But more than that, they have their built-in mechanisms that don't cause them to be fearful or doubt. Finally, where we're going to come into is move past what you think you know. When we're uncertain, we might be so clinging to something we think we know is true, and this will cause that hesitation, that push-pull, if we open up our mind and our heart, sometimes we might need to have our worldview shifted in a moment, and this will help us sail through a situation. These discovery points are what is possible in a moment when we resolve this doubt. So to recap, we'll, one, you'll start to make peace with not being in control. You'll surrender to the organic chaotic nature of the universe that self-organizes. You'll come into a better understanding of your inner code of ethics. You will reduce that push-pull. You'll be certain with your decisions. You'll learn what is required to respect yourself and others. And finally, what will happen is you'll move past what you think you know and you'll become more and more open to learning new bodies of information and shape-shifting as those appear because you'll have a critical mind, you'll be discerning and you'll know what's needed to do the research. You won't be taking things at face value. When people don't have a lot of information, they tend to be really strong-footed sometimes in their opinions yet they don't have any substantial data to back it up. There's more and more to know every single day. There's so much we can learn on this planet. So by allowing ourselves to continue to move and acquiesce, 
we will become more and more certain where we need to be in any given moment. So what I'd like to do right now is I'd like us just to contemplate doubt and contemplate for you within your life where you would like to remove that and you would welcome in more fluidity. Since this mechanism of indecision, (laughs) fear, trepidation, doubt tends to create an obstacle, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to Ganesh, the the remover of obstacles. He's a Hindu archetype. And this is a great way, as you listen to the mantra, just to connect with that area of your body that holds that fear, trepidation, or doubt. Connect with that aspect of your life where you might self-sabotage. Connect with a relationship. Connect with work. Connect with wherever it is. And welcome in that energy of just removing the obstacle, just watching it push away. And as you do that, just keep breathing into that scene in the mind's eye. Breathing into that area of the body, the mind, or the spirit. And allow this to nourish you and create that opening towards freedom and moving the energy where you authentically want it to go.
deep breath in and just connecting to that removing of those obstacles, removing of the self-sabotaging actions, thoughts, and energies. So as mentioned earlier in this episode is that when we have these conversations in our mind's eye, these paralyzing thoughts that lead to no action or completely deconstruct something within self or outside of self, that it will alter how we are walking through our own life, how we have relationships with others, and create the inhibitions of allowing our society to metamorphose. So first of all, let's look at what happens if the doubt remains. And one, as I've mentioned, self-sabotage occurs and will continue to occur. And when this does not stop and we prevent ourselves from reaching maybe a goal, a deeper intimacy with self and others. Next thing that occurs is we are potentially contributing to destroying another person's self-worth or self-esteem. As mentioned, when we aren't fully confident in ourselves, we tend to like to pick apart other people because it is easier for us to displace. We don't want to really say, wow, I just look horrible in this or that. And sometimes you'll hear people do that. They aren't very confident in themselves, so they put themselves down. And sometimes that's done so other people will build them up. However, the best thing to do is learn how to build ourselves up and how to be confident in what we have to offer and share it that way. I, For example, I have a one of the treatments I do. Uh, it's a foot treatment and in sessions, and it's really yummy, and so I'm confident about that. I'm confident about what I do, but I, I think this one's especially yummy, so I share it that way. And... That is a much more inviting way to share what I do versus saying, oh, well, I do this foot treatment and um, it's not very exciting, but you'll like it. I'm sure you'll like it versus telling someone, well, wow, I have this foot treatment that I do and it's really yummy if I don't say so myself. I, I, it's It's so amazing that I would like to give it to myself. So... Think about that and how you present yourself, how you speak about the things you want to happen, and do you spend a lot of time picking apart other people. So from there, what we realize is that if we are spending a lot of time talking about other people, that we are further con- contributing to the degradation of society. As I've mentioned in other episodes, we are in the era of Kali Yuga, the age of ignorance. This is bridging out and bridging into something more beautiful. And how we all can help and contribute is by shape-shifting our language, our thoughts, and our actions. And bit by bit, we will collectively catalyze that shift within ourselves and outside of ourselves just by being present. What I'd like to do right now is go a little bit deeper. We're going to do another segment. It's a the song called Mari by a gentleman named Freedom. And he sings Freedom Tribe. 
During this segment, what I'd like you to do is contemplate what is possible. What would be possible if you, if you yourself took responsibility for finding more self-confidence in what you do so that you can be your your own champion? And what would happen if you ceased all negative thoughts, words, and actions towards self and others? And what I mean by that is, let's take self. If you If you believe, even if you're in a difficult time, that you're going to get where you need to go. If you believe, you're like, I can do it. It's not about just making it through it, but I can do it. I can make it to that goal, and you believe it. Or that you're not sabotaging yourself by satiating your senses with negative foods or actions that will destroy your body because you're not super confident. Maybe you're feeling anxiety, fear, depression, or you're sabotaging your spiritual self by not doing the things that you need to do to help yourself vibrate at your highest self. Even if you are practicing in any type of religion or you're practicing in a meditative yogic lifestyle or if you have a nature's approach to connecting to your highest self, whatever it may be, if you don't take time to nourish that aspect of yourself, this is when we begin to doubt, fear, because we're not nourishing our entire being. While we contemplate these thoughts, I just want you to allow the voice and the alchemy of freedom. He speaks from such a soul level, and it's for the collective good. Connect with his wisdom and ask yourself, what is possible if I remove this doubt thing, if I remove my fears and my trepidations? Wow, it's a whole new, exciting pool of options and ideas and potential within every moment. And guess what? Within that, you have the opportunity to discern if you should be there or not. And it is a should because when we really get in tune with our own confidence, we know absolutely where we don't want to stand. We're not trying to blend as we might have done as a teenager. We are actually very certain, no, I don't want to stand here and I don't want to be a part of this. And we walk away because we're completely aligned with ourselves and we know where we're supposed to be. With that being said, let's take another deep breath. This is your time to nourish. As I put on this music, this is the time for you to connect and go deep. Allow the alchemy of the music, freedom's voice, and others to carry you into the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
your door 10,000 miles or more Give you my soul on the canyon floor Lonely's golden core You did hear my lion roar And why can't we own it forever? Distant lamps have shown me that real reveals it slowly. The angels throw me to the wind, and I cannot help but see that you and I must set it free. Give some back to paradise that she might let us be like you. You to you. is you to you to me. I've turned days to nights you are resting with another of you two thousand miles and two days. And you so brilliantly gentle as the fun I can always taste you breathing like an angel on my song. What holds this mystic bar to truth But for your whispered name in the darkness Till the sun comes bursting through And we all are blessed like this Long two thousand years So we rise on high beyond the cross And bathe in Eden's tears with you You do Begin again. 
Let the rain come sweetly. Let the rain come now. Let it wash my body to the hollow ground. And then I, and I may sing salvation songs. Oh. 
Follow my heart to your door Ten billion miles and more Just to give you this soul and the soul to soul Freedom Tribe, Mari, and the medicine I was connecting with as I was singing along was to believe. That's a huge key in this. When we add those constructs that are created in our mind or from past experience, we forget to believe in what we know. And when that happens, that's where we fall off the wagon, so to speak. So where do we go? How do we get there? How do we practice this? Well, I have a few little suggestions, and we can work from there. But I I really want you just to connect with that word, to believe. Now, this falls in two subsets for us because sometimes we know in our heart and our soul that we need to do something and it might go completely against all constructs of everyone else's mind around us. So this means in that moment we have to we're being asked to one believe in ourselves, articulate and take action on something that might seem absurd to the world that is around us. And that's okay. When we know in our entire being that we're supposed to do something, even if it seems odd to other people, there's going to be a reason that you're taking those steps. There's a reason that you have to move forward, even if it doesn't end in the way that you expected or if it doesn't take you to the final destination that you were, you thought you were going to. I will even say the word guarantee that it will take you closer to where you need to go or to that final destination that you feel in your entire soul being. So when we have that call to do something, that is being led by something greater than us, our highest self. And sometimes when we are feeling that, it will be aligned with our ecosystem around us. I just want to point out that sometimes those choices that we know we're supposed to take might feel like we're the fish swimming upstream, but trust in yourself, believe in yourself, and when you have that confidence, you will arrive at your next destination, and that will propel you to the next and to the next. This is a journey. This is an experience. This is an exploration. We could all stay very self-contained 
However, that might get a little bit boring, but that's coming from a woman that's more of a gypsy and an explorer. Now, to get back to how do we get there? How do we practice this? And this is a practice. I want to always remind each and every one of us that these things don't necessarily happen overnight. Sometimes they do, but more than not, it takes practice because we've created habits and we've sometimes brought these things back from other lifetimes, other experiences, and are a little attached so we're not willing to let go. The first practice that is really helpful when we're sabotaging ourselves is to flip it, to flip what is happening. If we find ourselves in negative speech patterns, negative actions that are sabotaging self or creating doubt or circular conversations, flip it. How can you shift the perspective so it's a positive versus a negative and is more forward-moving than in the moment of stagnation? Once you've identified that, you'll start to get in the pattern. You'll realize as you're speaking, and you'll also realize a lot if you listen where other people are sabotaging themselves or positioning themselves to be held up. They put themselves down so people say, no, 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 you're not. And this isn't a judgment. It's just to witness what's happening around you and so you can be more aware of how you want to show up, how you want to be perceived. And that will increase your confidence level once you're aware of what you're saying, what you're writing, how you're approaching things, and how people are perceiving you. If we spend less time talking and more time listening, you'll be surprised at the amazing things that you discover during that process. Next thing is, Stop talking. (laughs) It's funny. When I do these shows, I feel like I'm talking a lot, uh, which I am. So stop talking and thinking. When we reduce the output, we'll reduce the input and we'll have a better sense of what is going on. This practice can lead to exploring meditation if you don't do it already. Opt for silence and especially opt for silence when you find yourself talking about others. As I mentioned earlier in this segment, when we tend to have a lower self-esteem or we're not as confident about something or we're having those doubts, rather than being brutally honest with ourselves and say, wow, I'm just having a doubt right now, I'm having a fear, rather than vocalizing that, we tend to pick apart other people to make ourselves feel safe and secure. Again, letting go of the idea that we're in control of anything. So flip it, stop talking and thinking, maybe explore silence are the first two practices. The next one is take a bird's eye view. Imagine yourself flying above the situation or self or something that continually seems to circulate throughout your life, and watch it from the bird's eye view. Watch it from above. Witness it. Sit with it. And say, do I want to do that anymore? Am I done with that? Do I need to go through this pattern one more time? Is it going to end differently this time? Probably not. If you've gone down the road of being uh, in a relationship that has a certain pattern over and over and you recognize you're in the same pattern again, then more than not, that is the same cycle and you can get off that wheel 
when you so do choose. Finally, the last trick or practice that we can do is to practice walking away. When we're in that a situation that doesn't feel right, does not feel aligned, but we're forcing it, we're attempting to be there because we're attached or we're afraid if we let go of that, there's not going to be something else. If we're in a bad job and we feel like we have to hold on because there won't be something else. Just imagine it this way with the job example. If you're in a job that you don't like and you're doubting it, you have to talk yourself to go into work every day, realize that if you move yourself out of that position, that someone that's meant to be in that position will move in there. Then someone else will be moving into wherever they were, and the universe starts to reorganize naturally in its chaotic manner. However, if you're holding there, then the person that's supposed to be there can't come into that position, and you're creating blocks in many different ways. So by honoring self and listening to self and moving out of a situation that's causing you a lot of doubts, fears, and trepidation, that's the other part of this. If you're having so much anxiety, so many questions, more than likely it's not aligned and it would be best for all parties involved, whether it's relationship, work, or something that you're participating in that is affecting your life, if it creates that dis-ease within yourself, walk away. So those are our practices. One, flip it. Flip the speech, flip the actions within self and outside of self. Next one, stop talking and thinking. An easy way to do this is by meditating practicing listening, and those moments of silence will reduce the amount of self-sabotage. Take the bird's eye view, look outside the box, see maybe what you're not seeing, and then finally the other practice is just to walk away where it's not aligned. You can be kind from the people, places, or things you're walking away from. Explain yourself But by doing that, you're going to increase that self-confidence that I talked about. When we're confident in ourselves, we don't doubt, we don't question, we make decisions effortlessly right on the spot because we have that level of high self-esteem. And what happens, as I mentioned earlier, is that as we create this metamorphosis within ourselves, it what metamorphoses the relationships around us and it'll start to metamorphose the society or the community around us. So let's be honest with ourselves right now. Where do we talk about ourselves? Where do we talk about others? Where do we put down ourselves or others? Where do we just not believe in ourselves? Where are we afraid that we're not going to succeed or reach where we want to be in our life, that contentment? Some people in their life spend so much time trying to get to a certain place. When they look back, they realize, wow, I didn't want to be there. I want it to be over here. By really aligning and attuning, we will effortlessly be where we need to be. And what struck me, as I mentioned earlier when I was preparing for this segment, is that I realized within myself that those aspects of our worldview that may be 
scary to look at or overwhelming because we think we have no control over certain things, even if it looks dim and bleak, we can be honest, we can do the research, see where we can make an impact if we're really passionate about a topic, and we can also start to hold the vision, as I talked about in the beginning, start to have that imagination of where we would like to see our world going. And when you see people that are making the correction, are assisting in that vision, really shine a light on them. Let the world know about them. If you know someone that's doing things that are innovative to end horrific things on this planet, celebrate that and share it with others rather than sharing the points of view that create those fears, those doubts, those questions. So from there, what we're going to do is I'm going to remind us all what can really help in all these situations, a little movement, laughter, dance, and a lot of love from your heart. When we don't really know what to do if we just maybe turn on a little music, move our body, maybe sit down with some friends and laugh for a while, let the questions leave, create a pause, we might feel a lot more levity and we might feel a lot more ease in moving forward, making choices, making decisions. So with that being said, we're going to exit out. Please practice some of these things. See if they work. Go for the ones that seem effortless. And we're going to exit out with rain dance. I encourage all of you to move a little. Release any energy in your body, your mind, your spirit that no longer serves. And until next time, this is she signing out with a deep bow, a big smile, a lot of laughter, and a namaste.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.